from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Welcome to Live from America. How are you, folks? Let me get a little shot of my coffee real quick. Welcome, 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 one and all to Live from America. I'm so happy to be with you guys today. It is February 19th, year of our Lord, 2021. People are saying they love that song. Well, thank you very much. Check it out on any download or streaming site. It is called The Rebirth of America from yours truly, Jeremy Harrell. I am your host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and that's why they call me the hip-hop patriot. Let's get some live shout-outs this morning, ladies and gentlemen. We got Belinda Parsley from Tennessee. We have Tina um, Tina Winner, or Wiener from Kansas. We have Deborah uh, Debbie Kamara says, I love that song. Well, thank you, Debbie. Joyce Young says, shout-out from the very southeast corner of Nebraska. How you doing, hon? Calvin Dos, uh, Dosette. From Washington, we have Russ Brizendine from Alabama. I hope I said that right. We have Susan Kahn from New Hampshire, a fellow New Hampshireite in the building. Thank you very much for joining in, and I appreciate it very much. Let's see who else we got in here. We got Lee Hartwell from Western New York. Thank you for joining in, Lee. I appreciate it. Cindy uh, Darrow. Thank you. Chris Edwards from Florida. How are you? Big shout out to you, man. I appreciate you joining the show. Let's give a few more here, ladies and gentlemen. We got Bill Butter from Oklahoma, he says. Not Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I wonder if that's just how they say it down there. We got Sharon Garland. Amen. She says, I love your show. Well, I love you, Sharon. Thank you for joining in. I appreciate it. And uh, let's see. Um, Denny Hargis. And one more here, let's say Jen Holcomb, my four-year-old likes the Build the Wall song. Well, thank you very much. I urge you guys to check out all my music, and you can just go over to JeremyHarrell.com, and you can listen to it all right from there. So God bless you on this wonderful Friday morning, uh, depending on where you are. I guess it's morning time everywhere, unless you're somewhere overseas. And then who knows, it could be nighttime, it could be morning time. I don't know, maybe I got to get one of those walls that have all the clocks on it that have from all different time zones uh, from every country. But anyway, guys, thank you very much. We're going to start out today with, uh, as we always do, with giving our love, our honor, our respect, and our attention to the Lord God Almighty. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Jew, it does not matter, ladies and gentlemen, because we all share the same love for the same God. The only difference is we have Jesus Christ as our Savior. And I know we got a lot of Jewish folk who watch the um who watch the show. And I you know what I say about I love, I love the Jewish faith. I love it. My family and I even have uh, we we try to follow some some Jewish traditions um as well. And uh um you know, I, I refer to the Jewish faith as the originals. 
I mean, even Jesus was a Jew, right? So thank you guys very, very much for joining in. I love it all. I love everybody's faith. I love everybody's happiness, especially here on a Friday. And we have some uh, music design says she's Jewish. Well, God bless you. God bless you. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to read from Ephesians 4.2. Now, if you are part of the newsletter, now a lot of people say they're not getting the newsletter if they signed up, but if you've signed up, it's going somewhere. Okay, there's I've only gotten like out of the 10,000 that I send out, I only get two that say that they don't go. So they're going somewhere, and I would check your spam, but I sent out this morning Ephesians 4.2 from the New Living Translation, and it says this, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. I'll read it one more time. Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as Christians, we are not supposed to just show love. We are supposed to be love as Christians. We are supposed to be love. That is what Jesus wanted us to do. He wanted us to be love. He wanted us to be the representation of love. That's exactly what he wanted us to do. And that's what we need to do. Now, in my newsletter this morning, I said, being how deep we all are into politics. Okay? Uh, by the way, please share the video, like, subscribe, click the notification bell, and you can share it immediately right over to Facebook or any other platform that you're on. Okay? I appreciate you guys doing that. Um, <clears throat> being so that we all, that all of us that, that are in here right now, we're so heavily into politics. It is extremely difficult to show that love and respect, not to the other side, not to, to our fellow Americans who happen to be Democrats. No, no, no. But it's mainly directed towards the leadership of that party who are complete radicals and who continue to do evil stuff constantly every day. Not to say that people on the right don't do evil things and not to say that the Republican leadership doesn't do evil things. But when, we, when, when I do my show and when I make fun of Nancy Pelosi and stuff like that, it is all in good fun. However, ladies and gentlemen, what they support and what they want to do is just so inhuman and evil compared to our side that it's very, 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 very hard not to do uh, fall into that trap. Um, so I, I talked a little bit about that this morning in the, the newsletter. And, um, you know, I, I think we can make fun when it's all in good fun. And like I've been saying, there is a line. We wouldn't cross that line that they crossed with Rush Limbaugh. We never crossed that line with the late, great Justice Ginsburg, did we? No, we didn't. Um, so I, it's, it's a very important verse, and I think all of us need it, including me, every day. I sin and I fall short every day, and I think we all need that verse every single morning. Dan Hoffman says, Michigan loves snow. And uh, uh, Pam Ford says, hello, hello, hello. Hello, Pam, how are you? Good to see you. Um, she says, Ann Brink says, and family members that tell you to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> exactly. How you doing, Ann? All right, guys. Um, I just wanted to also let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, I, I, I told you a couple weeks ago when Facebook kicked me to the curb, um, that I would never go back. I did go back, however, to bring people, um, that could not find me, uh, to the show. And I spent about a week there, maybe not even a week, um, but I want to let you know that I'm not there anymore. I just could not take it 
anymore. I could not take the trolls. I could not take the evil. I could not take the rudeness. I was getting constant. All those people that got me kicked off in the first place were even um, finding my wife's page and, and sending her rude and nasty messages. And that's where I draw the line. So you won't find me over there ever again. I'm completely gone from there. I think I did my job. I went there uh, to basically get people out of there. Let my people go and let them know where we are. But that place is so... Uh, you know what, being away from it and then going back, it let me know, ladies and gentlemen, how evil and how rude and how disgusting that cesspool is over on Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg and his merry band of, 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 of whatever they are, uh, radicals, have, have made that place just a cesspool. And my poor wife had to experience some pretty rude messages. And she's tough-skinned. She can handle it. You know, we've been through a lot. But I just said, you know what, hon? I said, I'm not even going to mess with it anymore. So here's what I'm asking you to do before we get to the news. When you go to my website, jeremyherald.com, on the first page, there's a whole bunch of links. Telegram, um, uh, here, YouTube, obviously, Rumble, um, Instagram, which I know is owned by Facebook, but it still isn't quite as bad, and others. And I, and I ask you to subscribe to me on every one of those platforms because you never know what's going to happen, and we always got to make sure that we're ready. We got to make sure that we are ready. So if you can just do me a favor and uh, let everybody know that, that'll be great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. Um, the Democrats, let's talk about them for a minute. Let's talk about, uh, resident Biden and his, uh, administration. They have been asking and they have been touting and they have been saying that they want unity, 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 unity. Denise Kelly says, I need a shout out from Ohio. There you go, Denise. But unity is anything but what they want. Unity is anything but what they want. Okay. Unity is what they call for, but uniformity is what they want. They want you to form to their beliefs. They want you to form to their talking points. They want you to surrender and submit. They have that globalist, totalitarian way of thinking, and they have anything in their heads except unity. They do not want us to have difference of opinions. They do not want you to say your opinion if it goes outside of their agenda. They want compliance, control, and uniformity, not unity. That's the problem with that. And, and we're seeing it every day worse and worse and worse. We are seeing the radical agenda of this administration. And it's not even resident Corn Pop himself. He has no idea what's going on. It is the party that controls him. It is the people that control Control him. They don't want unity. They want uniformity. I, you know, that should be a hashtag. You know, what, you know what I mean? Democrats, they don't want hashtag uniformity. Uh, unity, they want uniformity. That should be, I mean, that's a long hashtag, but that's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm seeing it every day. I'm trying to give them a chance. I'm trying to see if that's really what they want, but that is not what they want. That is not what they want. And you want to know something else? Somebody just said the Lord's Prayer, and they're right. We need to say the Lord's Prayer, and we need to pray for them right now, because we did not start out with the Lord's Prayer, even though I had it written down to do so. I just get so wrapped up in things, ladies and gentlemen. So let's do that real quick, and let's pray for what they're actually screaming for, not what they actually want, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And Lord, Heavenly Father, please, Lord, 
plant the seed of, of, of real unity in these, uh, in these people claiming to be Democrats, claiming they want unity. Lord, uh, guide them into an actual unity instead of division that they cause every day. And do the same for us as well, uh, uh, Lord, uh, and, and we pray for that in Jesus' name, amen. But it is true, ladies and gentlemen, they do not want unity. They want uniformity. They want to control you and control the way you think, control the way you act, control the way, what you eat, what you wear, two, fa- two, two masks on your face, then it'll be three, then it'll be four. It's absolutely and utterly ridiculous, and they need to be called out for it, and people need to realize that it's not unity, it's uniformity. So make sure you let everybody know that that's exactly what it is. Um, speaking of, um, of, of, of what they want, let's talk about what they don't want. All right? Let's talk about what they don't want. They don't want President Trump's approval numbers to be as high as they skyrocketed as of yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for this? And I posted this yesterday on Telegram. And if you're not on Telegram because you don't want another social site, I urge you to grab Telegram. It is fun. It is fun. They don't have some of the um, features that you're used to on Facebook, but Telegram is a blast. And I love my family on Telegram. I love my subscribers and followers. It's a blast over there. I'm telling you that right now. If you don't have it, get it. Because if you ain't there, then you're square. (laughs) All right. President Trump's approval ratings, ladies and gentlemen, shot through the roof. Shot through the roof. They are now at 60%. And I, I guarantee you they're higher. I really do, because they, the, the poll numbers suggested that during the impeachment trial and right after January 6th, his poll numbers went down to, I mean, his approval numbers went down to, I think, like 40-something percent. I don't believe that. I don't believe that a bit. And if that is the case, if it is true, if they did go down to 40%, and now they're back up to 60%, then that just shows you the power of the mainstream media and how they control the way you think and how they control the way you act and how they control what you say uh, and, and, and what you say in public and in private. Because if you, if you can swing 20% like that just based on what happened, there's something wrong with this country. I don't believe that's the case. However, if it is the case, and he is at 60% now because he was in... Um, acquitted twice, then that is that lets me know that people are starting to wake up. Not you, not me. We're already woke. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that means that the middle and maybe some of the left, and I actually know at, for a fact that some people on the left, people that I know are sick of this. They are sick of the witch hunts. They are sick of the bias. They are sick of the um, the attacks that the left constantly continues to bring on President Trump. They're like, just legislate. Do work for us. Congress approval rating is at an all-time low, and it's just getting worse, especially with the whole uniformity thing, the unity thing. And people are starting to realize, we are sick and tired of this, man. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. So anyway, he skyrocketed to 60, um, 60%, and uh, they hate that, and I love that. That means that, uh, President, and President Trump knows it too. He knows it too. When, he's been, when he was asked the other day twice, are you, are you thinking about running? Somebody said, where's Holly <laughs> from last night? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question, because I think we shut her down last night with actual truth and proof. Uh, but when President Trump see that his approval ratings were so high and they asked him what about a possible, you know, run, uh, he was extremely excited about that. He said, oh yeah, there's, there's definitely demand out there. And now we got uh, Trump DeSantis talk. Um, we, here's what I would like to see. And here's a possibility, ladies and gentlemen, I know we've talked about it here, but let's just, it, let's just say it one more time. Okay. There's a strong possibility, a very strong possibility that, um, 
uh, President Trump runs with Ron DeSantis. A very strong possibility. There's also a very strong possibility that he runs for um, the House of Representatives for 2022 from Florida and then goes and impeaches whoever whoever's in the office at that time. It'll probably be Kamala Harris. I got to be honest with you. I don't give Joe Biden to the end of the summer. I don't give Joe Biden to the end of the summer. I do not think he will be there at the end of this summer. I think they're already gearing up. That's why you got Kamala Harris talking to foreign leaders like Trudeau and Macron when she shouldn't even be doing that. I do not give him, ladies and gentlemen, to the end of the summer. But I would love to see President Trump do that just out of pure, uh, just because he can. Just because you know he can. Okay? Um, DeSantis is, somebody said, who is that? DeSantis is the the governor for Florida. Okay? Um, so I would just love to see him do that just because he can. It would be extremely awesome. Somebody said, is there Supreme Court hearings today? Yes, there is. But I believe it's just uh, hearings uh, to see if they're going to push it forward to an actual trial. Um, but if you can imagine what a 2022 sweep would look like, and then President Trump being elected to the House of Representatives, he would automatically be Speaker of the House because he's so popular. Then he could impeach and show them what it's exactly like, and then that kind of power can, that, that popularity and that power can roll over into a Trump-DeSantis 2024. I know that's not a lot of what, what everybody wants to hear. Everybody wants him back sooner than that. I get it 100%, but judging from what President Trump is talking about and others, it's more likely that you're going to see him again in 2024. However, one one thing, um, one thing that I did see yesterday that I wasn't very happy with was that Ivanka has finally ruled out running against Marco Rubio and that she's actually going to help get Marco Rubio um, elected again uh, the next time his, his, his uh, election comes up. I don't like that very much. I, I, I very much was behind the idea and I very much was behind the, uh, the, the entire movement of, of the Trumps just taking over Florida. Uh, but it looks like Ivanka is not going to run for his seat. That doesn't mean she's not going to get involved and run somewhere because we know that Laura is running in North Carolina and we know that Trump Jr. is doing a lot as well and he's going to be out there on the campaign trail. But um, I don't know what's going on with, with Marco Rubio and, and, and what kind of deal they, they struck, but I would have loved to see Ivanka run for that seat. Maybe she just doesn't want to get involved in politics. Maybe she doesn't want to run in Florida, but it was a nice uh, thought and it was a nice you know, I, I was hoping, it, I, I was hoping that was true. And because it was, I mean, she really was sticking her toes in the water. She really was. She was talking about it, but I don't know if she's endorsing Marco, if she's going to be working with him or what. Uh, but they, I get, apparently they had a nice talk the other day and I would never endorse that guy, but you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Right. Um, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley reached out to president Trump on Wednesday to request a sit down at Mar-a-Lago. In President Trump fashion, he turned her down and told her he would not meet with her. But what does she expect? What does she expect? After you, just a week ago, you separated yourself from President Trump. Just a week ago, you were calling for his impeachment. Just a week ago, you were saying that he was not, he was not part of the Republican Party and that we should not be following him. Just a week ago, you were saying that we should separate as GOP, as Republicans, ourselves from President Trump. Then all of a sudden, when you see his approval ratings go through the roof, and when you realize that you get nothing, you will do nothing in your political future, Nikki Haley, without the endorsement of President Trump, without the backing of somebody like President Trump with that star power, you would then said, can we have a meeting? Uh, President Trump, can we have a meeting down at Mar-a-Lago? And President Trump said, gee, let me think about it. Uh, nope. 
Nope, because why? Because President Trump is loyal, ladies and gentlemen. He is a, if, if there's one thing about President Trump, it is that he demands loyalty. And she is forever a rhino. She is always going to be labeled that. The same as Marco Rubio. The same as somebody like a Jeb Bush or a mom jeans Mitt Romney. That's just who they are. You can never get your political capital back after you do something like Nikki Haley did last week on the day that they were voting for whether or not to... to um, uh, convict President Trump or acquit President Trump. She decided to come out that morning and be like, ooh, we need to separate ourselves from him because he doesn't represent the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Look at me, look at me, I want to run. And then when everybody realized, oh, everybody still loves President Trump and nobody likes you whatsoever, now people don't like you even more. Then she requests a meeting at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> and he said, nah, I'm good. Have fun. Do you, I'll do me, don't call don't text, don't write. I'm good. I like that hashtag, Leanne. She said, never Nikki. What a great hashtag. All right, moving on to some more news, ladies and gentlemen. Form, I posted this last night on Telegram too. Uh, former owner of the computer store where Hunter Biden left his laptop is now suing Twitter for defamation of character. This is big, ladies and gentlemen, because not only are you having states fine Twitter and Facebook, and Google. Now you're having individuals and other countries doing the same. This is going to be a bad, bad year, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a terrible year for Facebook, and it's going to be a terrible year for Twitter. They are losing money left and right. They are losing their investors left and right. They're losing people left and right, and the only thing that gives them power is the people. Even President Trump said, I would never join Twitter again, even if they opened up my account and let me, because it's super boring over there. It's become extremely boring over there. All it is, ladies and gentlemen, is an echo chamber. They are silencing anybody that has a conservative point of view because they don't want unity. They want uniformity. They're silencing anybody that has a point of view or an opinion on COVID because of, well, we all got our, uh, we all got our strong opinions on COVID, and we all know exactly what's going on. But if you say anything outside of the, uh, the agenda or the narrative, boom, you're gone. And now they have said that they're going to silence anybody or suspend or remove anybody who has a difference of opinion on climate change, even though there are thousands of scientists who speak out against the agenda and the narrative. And so you can't have an opinion anymore. You can't have an opinion anymore. So this guy, the former owner of the computer store, he is suing Twitter now for defamation. And as well as he should. Because he's been getting death threats. He's had to hide. He's had to get safe houses. Just like President Trump's lawyer. They have to spend... They have to, their lives are ruined because they came forward with the truth. Their lives are ruined because they came forward with the truth. All right? And uh, I, I, this poor guy, man. And where is Hunter anyway? Where is Hunter right now? Where is he? Where is Mr. Scarface wannabe? Where is Hunter? Why is he allowed to continue to just do what he's doing? Where is the charges brought up from Ukraine? You know, this is how you know that the DOG is in bed with President... Excuse me. Oh, God forgive me for calling him the wrong name. This is how you know that the DOG is in bed with resident Biden. Okay? I don't think I've ever said the two names together and I never will. And I never will. Now, if he was elected legally and if he was elected fairly in my opinion, I would gladly call him that because I respect the office. But in respecting the office, if you want the respect from me for that office, then you had to have won correctly. You had to have won legally. And I would just consider it, hey, you know what? Chalk it up to a loss. But the P is silent. That's exactly right. 
The P is silent. I love that. Um, Michael says, probably in China. <laughs> Hunter probably is in China. He probably is. You are 100% right. So shout out to the um, you know, people who are standing up against these, uh, these big tech giants. Um, moving on to a, uh, to a state that I used to be a neighbor of when I was born in the state of Illinois, which I'm very, very glad that I left. Not to say criticize anybody who's living in Illinois or loves their state, uh, but I'm very, personally, I'm very happy that I left that state. But Madison, Wisconsin is trying to ban, are you ready for this? This is, oh, I better take a drink before I say this because I'm about to get upset here. All right, Madison, Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen, is about to, um, well, they want to, they're trying to ban white people from their police board. They no longer want white people um, on their board, uh, uh, on their police board anymore. Now, ladies and gentlemen, where's the ACLU? Where are, where's anybody that would stand up for this kind of racism? If, if, if Can you imagine can you imagine if this was the other way around? Just imagine what that would look like if this was the other way around. It is so disgusting uh, that, 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 they get to get, that they get away with this kind of stuff. It is absolutely horrendous that they get away with the, the racism against white people has grown and grown and grown. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't feel like a victim. I don't, so I will never scream victim. I will never scream, oh, they're oppressing me or anything like that because that's just not who I am at, at, at my heart, at my nature, okay? It is what it is. But the fact that they are openly saying that they are trying to ban white people from their police board is about the most, again, when the left is always so racist, always. That's all they do. That's, they, they, they play the race card, they build the race card, right? Then they point the finger at everybody else, even though they're the ones that are absolutely racist. 100%. How is that, ladies and gentlemen, how is that not racist? How is that not racist to say we do not want white people anywhere, whether it be in a store, whether it be on a police board or anything like that? Madison, Wisconsin ought to be ashamed of themselves. They ought to be absolutely ashamed of themselves, but they don't. They love this kind of stuff. And, and the weird part about it is, too, the, the, here's the worst part. It's white people doing it. It isn't people that are, don't have white skin. It's just white people doing it. Virtue signaling, call it whatever you want. It's racism. I don't care what color you are because I'm under the, impre the impression that there's not five different races, six races. There's one race. It's called the human race. I actually have a song called One Race. And on the cover of it, it shows a white hand shaking a black hand. And me and one of my best friends is on that song with me. He happens to be black. I happen to be white. We don't look at each other that way. Never have, never will. So check out that song called One Race. I'm sure you'll love it. It's a wonderful song. And that kind of stuff needs to end. This kind of, this kind of it, it's so sickening to me. And my kids are even seeing it now. My kids are saying, hey, dad, how come this is the case? Or how come they're saying they don't want white people here? And I'm like, what do you tell them? What do you tell them? It's, what do you say? I mean, you can blame it on Democrats, but you can just say, you know what, son, you know what, daughter, there are evil people in this world, and this is just evil coming out. This is just evil coming out again. Oh, I don't even know what to say about that. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. I got about five more topics to get to today, and and we'll call it a and we'll call it a uh, we'll call it a, a wrap. Uh, Poland, 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, Poland is proposing a $13.5 million, $13 million in fines for tech giants engaging in ideological censorship. So now you have Australia, who is fighting these big tech oligarchs. You have Poland, who is fighting these big tech oligarchs. You even have Germany, ladies and gentlemen, who is fighting these big tech oligarchs. There are many other countries who are involved as well. The only country that doesn't seem to be involved in fighting against the censorship, in fighting against the, the, the lack of freedom, and in fight, fighting against the, the ability for people to have a difference of opinion is our own country. The country that's supposed to be the beacon of light of freedom for the world, the country that is supposed to help other people out of oppression and out of suppression and into a, a, a free society. We were always, ladies and gentlemen, since the beginning of our country, which is a very young country, but we've, all, we've always been that way, but not anymore, it seems like. Now it's just like we want to peddle, uh, we want to peddle this, this oppression, we want to we want to take away people's, and it's, I, I don't, I, you know, it happened so quick. It happened so Quick, I'm only 41 years old, and I can, re last night, I just want to tell you a quick story. Last night, my wife was showing uh, my children a documentary on the, the, uh, the spaceship from 1986 that was carrying the teacher, Christy McCullough, from Concord, New Hampshire, that blew up, okay? Um, and we were showing them a documentary on that because they didn't really know much about it. They'd heard about it. But we were just, we wanted to see the documentary. We wanted to talk to them about it. And we then talked to them a little bit more after that about 9-11 and, you know, how it affects you when you're alive when these things happen. Of course, our kids weren't alive when that stuff happened, so it doesn't affect them the same way it does us. Okay, but I, but we're watching this. We're sitting there watching this and I'm seeing the, the country just, yeah, there was left and right. Yeah, there was problems, but the country was united. People were sitting there, it didn't matter if they were Republican or Democrat, it didn't matter if they were black or white, they were all together watching this amazing thing of, of all these amazing people and, and, and this teacher get into a spaceship and go to space. Everybody was holding hands, everybody was together, everybody was talking. There was a, you, my, you, even my kids who weren't alive then, who were definitely not alive then, I was a kid when that was going on, they were like, why does it look so different? Why does everybody look so happy? And that makes you sad. As a parent, what are you supposed to say? We, this country changed that fast, that quick. And it doesn't take much to, uh, to radicalize and it doesn't take much to engineer uh, social behavior. Look what's happened in the last year. Just in the last year, look how they've changed society. Look how they've engineered society now to not even want to leave their homes. Like I said the other night, me and my wife went out for dinner last weekend and it was a ghost town. It was a ghost town. My kids saw that documentary and they could see with their own eyes, wow, America looked pretty awesome back then. And I said it was. It really was. Yeah, we had our problems, but we were definitely a different country 30 years ago than we are right now. It is sad. It is sickening. And that's, it, that's how fast, ladies and gentlemen, when we're not involved, that is how fast our society can change. It's sickening. And that's what happens when we don't get involved, when we're not going to our school board meetings, when we're not running for office, or when we're not helping people who have a, um, a moral compass, a good moral compass, get into office. This is why I keep saying we got to get back involved. It's the only way we take it back. It's never going to be given back from the top. Once they get, Once you give, they never give back. That's just the sad reality of it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the sad reality of it. All right. Uh, moving on, um, Brother Fredo, 
<laughs> I love calling him that. Um, <laughs> Chris Cuomo for CNN. We already knew that, uh, that the Communist News Network has, has basically restricted him from having any uh, on-air interviews with his brother, who is the governor of New York. Why? Because he's being investigated on a state and federal level right now, and even Democrats want him gone. He is on... T- we, have, we have video confession from a Democrat lawmaker in New York who, who Andrew Cuomo has basically bullied and saying that if he says anything about this nursing home stuff, he's gone. And uh, even Bill de Blasio. I thought de Blasio and Cuomo were you know, we're tight. I thought they were like this, but no, Bill de Blasio even come out yesterday and says he doesn't, um, he doesn't, uh, he's not surprised that Andrew Cuomo would bully a, a lawmaker, whether they're a Democratic or Republican, because it's his nature and he's seen it happen a thousand times. So now brother Fredo comes out and, uh, last yesterday and tweets that the tech, a Texas mayor should resign because of the failure of the infrastructure there and what's happening with power lines and stuff like that. He actually comes out and recommends on Twitter that the Texas mayor should resign over his um, inability to make sure that the infrastructure there could handle something that's like what happened to Texas. Meanwhile, on that same thread, tens of thousands of people, even Democrats, were mocking him big time and urging him to tweet the same thing about his corrupt brother. And I think that's completely... Um, I think that's, that's okay. That that's free reign. If you're going to come out knowing that your brother did what he did, knowing that you two had no problem with, 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 with what he did as a governor and the people that died at his hands and the blood that is on his hands. Okay. Um, if you're going to then tweet that a mayor should resign over, over a storm that happened and the infrastructure that failed, you better tweet the same thing about your corrupt brother. Because he's the one that everybody should be looking at and point a finger at. Um, he's the one that justice needs to be served to. And he got mocked bad on Twitter. I seen some of the um, some of the stuff. It was terrible. But hey, that's what you get. That's what you get. You play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's what you get. See some of the comments here. Whitmer for prison, lock her up. <laughs> yeah, good one. Fredo trying to hit back. <laughs> Uh, somebody said, leave Ted Cruz alone. He's being a good dad. Yeah, I, I didn't really look up the Ted Cruz thing too much. I didn't figure it was really newsworthy. Um, it's just people trying to, you know, people trying to be mean to other people. And like, I get it. I get the optics of it. I, I also seen why he was going. I get it a hundred percent. So I'm not really going to touch on the Ted Cruz stuff. I just understand that the optics of it were looked, looked bad. That's all. South Dakota. Let's talk about a good governor. South Dakota, Christy Noem. I hope I say her name right. Noam or Noam? I think it's Noam. But South Dakota Governor Christy Noam shot down the idea of implementing a mandate that would mandate people to wear two masks now. Not just one anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Now you got to wear two. You got to restrict your breathing even further, ladies and gentlemen. You have to um, you have to conform even even more now because one mask wasn't enough. Let's see if we can get them to wear two masks. Let's see if we can do that. How about that? Maybe we can get them to wear four masks. Maybe we can get them to do that, huh? Huh? So, um, <laughs> shout out to Christy Noem, ladies and gentlemen, for, for being a good governor, not a failed corrupt governor, and, and looking, at, um, looking at this from a common, sense, uh, a, a common sense point of view. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's just, she says, um, she asserted that it's not, a, it's not what America is about, 
And it's definitely not what South Dakota is about. Now, I have never had the pleasure of visiting South Dakota. Never. I would love to go there, especially after the last couple of years and seeing, uh, just seeing the great people of South Dakota, talking to some of them here online, seeing their great governor. Uh, shout out to people um, who are in North Dakota and shout out to their great governor. Because why, think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Now they want two masks. I never even, I never even wore one. I mean, I wear it here and there, but I never even complied with that. Now you want me to put on another one? Like, get out of here. I mean, the house, think about that. Think about that from a logical, common sense point of view. You don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be, just think about, even if you've had somebody in your family, which I have had, who've passed away having COVID, maybe not from COVID, and I've had many more of my family members have COVID. I had three sisters that had it and a brother-in-law all at one time, okay? Even if you were affected by COVID, common sense would tell you, putting on two masks is just plain stupid. It's just plain stupid. At that point, it's just plain stupid. It makes no sense whatsoever. You gotta wear two masks now, not just one. You gotta keep yourself safe. Come on, man. Just I don't even know what to say. Um, let's talk about some good news real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Maricopa County. Maricopa County uh, Senate has, has passed a new bill giving them even more authority and more power um, when it comes to subpoenaing the, the, the ballots and the machines. And this time, ladies and gentlemen, this happened yesterday... This time, that one lone Republican, Paul, whatever his name was, he actually decided to vote party lines this time. So now they've got more power to go ahead and, 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 and get these machines. And if they don't get them this time, I definitely do see arrest warrants being put out to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors from the, Maricopa, uh, from the, uh, the state Senate in Arizona. So... Uh, Another big win for us, ladies and gentlemen. We have, we have Supreme Court hearings going on. We have people taking back the power. We have the Senate taking back the power in Arizona. We have these state legislators that are, that are making, uh, making it possible for us to win fairly in 2022 and in 2024. They're already getting ahead of it rather than being behind it. And I want to, you know, there's people like Scott Pressler. I don't know if you guys know who Scott Pressler is, but he's a good friend of mine. He's a great kid. Uh, I don't know how, how old he is. I'm going to call him a kid because he's younger than me. But he's a great kid, and he is out there, ladies and gentlemen, going to state after state, city after city, cleaning up the city and educating people on how to get uh, involved in their local politics. He's even um, he's even uh, registering people to vote door to door. Scott is just a wonderful human being. He's going to be at CPAC. Hopefully, I run into him there. I'm sure I will. I'll be there with Ben Berkwam. I'll be there with America's Voice News. Definitely check out America's Voice News, by the way. Watch your news there. Watch your news on OAN and America's Voice News. Nowhere else. Okay, you can get America's Voice News on an app, and you can go to their website at americasvoice.news, I think it is. But I'll be down there with those guys, and um, it's just going to be a blast, and I just can't wait. So Scott Pressler's doing a wonderful job, and, and, and I think more of us need to do what he's doing. Um, okay, we got a couple more things here. West Virginia County. Jefferson County in West Virginia. Never been there. Don't know anything about it. But they have become, yesterday, they've become a Second Amendment sanctuary. So from now on, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to live in a Second Amendment sanction, sanctuary and you live in the state of, uh, of West Virginia, then maybe you want to move to Jefferson County because the resolution passed with an overwhelming 4-0 to zero vote yesterday, last night, Thursday evening. So big shout out to Jefferson County, West Virginia. If you live there, shout out to you. Uh, way, to, way to set the bar. Way to set a precedent. And, and, and let other counties and other states know that this is how we're supposed to live. This is how we're supposed to live. Yay, West Virginia. 
Somebody said uh, Marjorie was not invited to CPAC, but speaking down the street. I'm going to have to text her. I haven't talked to her in a couple weeks, but I'm going to have to text her and find out what's going on there. Um, why she wasn't invited to CPAC, I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of actually, that makes me sad, really. But thank you for telling me so I could text her and ask her. Um, because that makes me really sad. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, find me on Parlor at the Hip Hop Patriot. Find me on Rumble at the Hip Hop Patriot. Find me on Telegram at Live From America. Right here on YouTube at Live From America. You will never ever find me on Facebook ever again. Please, if you belong to Facebook still and you belong to those groups over there, let them know that I'm gone. I just couldn't, let them know what happened. I just can't take it over there anymore. It's just not a place that I want to be. I did my job. I let people know all about it. Now, we got a lot of snow here. I don't know if my flight is going to be delayed to Tennessee. Um, I I don't know really what's going on. I'll know a little bit more tonight, uh, but we've got a lot of snow here, and I know that Tennessee got a lot of snow where I'm going. They say it's pretty good down there, but up here it's still coming down. Well, it was coming down pretty good. I haven't looked outside lately, um, but I know we have a lot of people going to this, um, so regardless, go to Tennessee Freedom Force on Facebook and 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 join the Facebook page uh, because if everything goes well and we get out of here in time and there's no delays, I will be there speaking at 5 p.m. Central Time in Cookville, uh, Tennessee, uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. So check that out and make sure you follow me everywhere and subscribe everywhere, guys. Go to my website, jeremyherald.com. Sign up for the newsletter because in case something happens like it did on Facebook again, I don't want to lose touch with you guys. I want to be able to have that newsletter relationship with you guys. You get morning devotionals from me. You get morning verses from me and I can let you know where I'm going to be. I put all the videos that I do up on Rumble and I always always my podcast is always going to be on rss.com which is also on jeremyherald.com and please ladies and gentlemen if you can find it in your uh budget please uh help uh, donate uh, one time or or monthly to the show because i need to build a an infrastructure that makes it so that you can always just go to jeremyherald.com and watch the show and not rely on these these social sites any longer and it's <laughs> It's a bigger project than you think it is, to be honest with you. But I'll see you on Telegram. I'll see you on Parlor. I'll see you here every day. Thank you. I will not be doing a show tonight, but I will be going live throughout the weekend, and I definitely will be, will be live in Tennessee tomorrow when I speak at the Tennessee Freedom Force meeting that's supposedly going to be massive. we got hundreds of people saying that they're coming. So thank you. Have a blessed, blessed day. Be safe. And remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out and your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. And I will see you tonight live at 5 p.m. Central Time for, uh, for the speech in Tennessee if I make it there. If not, if something happens and I don't make it there, I'll let you know too as well. All right, have a good one, guys. Sign up.